the fuck are these guys? Oh, God help their generation. Get Wi-Fi anywhere you go. Hold up. Okay, okay, I'll say it. It's old man Kevin and the BS presents... It's better than radio. The Clueless 2 Podcast. All right, well, we made it to the second episode of The Clueless 2. Still here in Argus's uh, living room. Yeah. Not much has changed. We got a... We're hopefully going to have a camera set up here soon so you can see what we look like when we're doing this. We got a camera up on top of this bookshelf, but it's like a security camera, and I don't think we ever plugged it in. Yeah, I don't pay for a security camera. I just, you know, maybe I'll wake up if there's a home intruder. Just maybe. You are not going to wake up. This man has four alar- or three alarms in his house, and he sleeps through all of them. Yep, there's, every single one of them. He has two of them that literally shake the entire house, and he still doesn't wake up, and he thinks he's going to... Wake up to an intruder. <laughs> Maybe Smitty will, or, or my cat, her name is Smitty. Maybe Smitty will get on top of me and alert me that somebody's in my house. That's not supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know. We hope you all had a great weekend. We spent our weekend in uh, in Nashville for uh, our buddy Josh's birth. Not not birthday. It was my birthday on the 5th, which just happened to be uh, the same weekend as his bachelor party. Yeah. Got pretty hammered, I'll tell you that. Yep, Nashville was uh, full of cowboy boots and women without baby daddies. Bunch of them, uh, what do they call them, Broadway girls, and you're supposed to leave them alone? Isn't that how the song goes? Broadway girl. <laughs> well, anyway, on uh, the past show, uh, episode 30, I believe, or maybe it was 31, of the Bailey Show, we talked to this girl, I guess, named Brittany. I don't yep. know if you saw that. Um, she's a mortician. She's, like, super hot, and she's got tattoos all over her body. And I asked her a question. I asked her, um, have you ever embalmed someone that you knew? Can you imagine doing that? God, that would be weird. But she said she uh, she dressed her grandma up after her grandma died. I guess that's what you call it, dress them up. Um, well, I mean, I guess if it was an open casket, yeah, they put some you know nice clothes on that person. Um, that would be weird. Like, imagine having to, like... Well, obviously, they embalmed that person first, right? Yeah. You know, and then they, I mean, is that person still stiff? Like, you know, hard as a rock? Uh, You know, we probably should have asked her that. We didn't ever ask her that. Yeah, like, how did they get the clothes on if that person stuck in one position, you know? We completely dropped the ball on that one. Should have yeah. wrote that down, August. I could have asked her. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it kind of got me to thinking, like, what do you think the best way to die would be? And what would you not want the mortician seeing? Like, you think the if you died and the uh, the mortician saw your your eagle, what is it? The German eagle? It's uh, the German eagle that represents the Deutschland. You think she would handle your body differently if she thought you were like a Nazi? Um. Yeah, she probably skip a few steps. <laughs> Maybe not apply embalming fluid. <laughs> I guess you just rot, right? Isn't that what happens? You don't have embalming fluid? Yeah, I mean, why do we embalm people? Uh, I think it's so you don't rot. For the purpose of an open casket, right? Yeah, because I, I mean, I guess the body, you know, probably starts rotting as soon as it dies, right? Yeah, it starts I mean, decaying. Yeah, it's starting to skip, I guess. You imagine? I don't know when they started doing embalming, but I guess the funerals before that were probably pretty smelly. Yeah, pretty straight to the point, you know, like, oh, no, we got a dead person here. Someone get a hole going. <laughs> I don't know how they did funerals back in the day. I mean, 
I don't know if they did open caskets or not. I don't think they did open casket. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, it was just like pine boxes. So, did you did you just put them in the box and then? I think mean, I was well. I mean, did she not say how long they've been doing it? Oh, how long they've been embalming people? Yeah. No, no, she didn't say that. Well, all right. The Egyptians have been doing weird stuff with dead people for a long time. You know, they used to wrap people in the mummies, and I think they were the first ones to embalm. Were they, what were they using? Like, spi- Probably, oh, they used spices and shit, didn't they? Spices and, like, oil. Um, shoot, and then a lot of teepee. <laughs> toilet paper, wrapping them up. So August brought something to my attention the other day that I knew I did, but I didn't know how bad it was. Everyone always tells me it's pretty bad what I do, and that's uh that's grinding my teeth in my sleep. I don't know if anyone else, <clears throat> excuse me, if uh has had someone in their life grind teeth, but they say it's like the scariest noise ever. It's like I'm possessed or something. I'll be honest. When I first heard a noise, I didn't know where it was coming from. Uh, you know, I was sitting in the chair watching F is for Family, and then I, uh, I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, what's that noise? And then I look over at Justin, who's sitting on my couch, and he's, like, sitting next to Brandon, and Brandon's sleeping on my couch. I'm like, Justin, what the hell is that noise? He's like, dude, that's Brandon's teeth grinding. (laughs) I was like, what? See, it's like, I don't even know I'm doing it, and I never wake up and my jaw's hurting. I mean... Yeah, like, I'm surprised you don't have any, like, pain in the morning. Like, do you wake up with teeth dust in your mouth or something? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, maybe that's sometimes why my stomach hurts in the morning. I'm, like, swallowing teeth dust. But, I mean, the doctor or the dentist says they they can tell I grind, but it's not terrible. I tried one of those uh, mouth guards that you put in your mouth at night. Stop grinding. And I about swallowed that motherfucker and died. Yeah, I bet. I was not asked. Like, my dad tried... Wearing a guard, but oh, is he grind his teeth too? No, he's actually a bad snorer. It's hard to fall asleep with something in your mouth, honestly. Yeah, and especially rubber. Feels like I'm a. That's like the uh, the snorkels. Oh, Sometimes yeah. I hate snorkels because of that rubber taste in your mouth. But yeah, that thing. I woke up choking, and I I was like, "What am I choking on?" And it's a blue piece of rubber that's halfway down my throat. <laughs> I just threw that on the ground. I was like, you know, we're just going to grind my teeth. If they if they grind out of my head, so be it. I just, you know, I never... Well, what are the bad side effects? Like, what can this lead to with you grinding your teeth like a DeWalt grinder? <laughs> I don't... Uh, I never really talked about it with the dentist. But, I mean, I've been doing it for 23 years now. And my teeth are about the same as they were when I remember them. Back in the day, so he I never stopped grinding. He's yeah. been grinding all his life. Got to grind in your sleep too. Um, so August has this this book over here. It's a notebook, kind of like the one I got, uh, like my old one, red. And he's been keeping a diary, and he wants to share us share with us a diary entry. So, what's your first entry there, August? Today's the day I leave for Germany at ten thirty-five. I have a two and a half hour layover in Istanbul, Turkey. Then I catch a flight directly into Berlin. I've been anxious all day. Um, it's been a long road since Brandon asked me to come with him to Germany. I've been working and saving for this trip for two months. This will be a learning experience. I've never been on a plane or out of the U.S. 
It is 7.57 and I've just eaten at the Varsity now. I'm waiting at my gate. Let's fly, shall we? That so was you, the first entry. So you wrote that sitting at the Varsity? The one in the, the, uh, the airport? Yeah, I'm at, so yeah, I remember this now. I was just sitting um, at the airport in Atlanta and I just had a lot of time to kill. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. I, I think I wrote this. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Uh, April 11, 2019, the following day. So, uh, the flight was fun. Two hours in, we hit turbulence over the Atlantic Ocean. At that time, they had served dinner to us on the plane. It was delicious. I ate beef, rice, and chicken, and had some cake. Um, granted, now, I was flying on Turkish Airlines. So, this was a... Turkish meal, I guess you could say. What did you take out to Turkey, was it? Did you fly Delta out there? I flew Turkish Airlines to the country of Turkey. So you flew out of Atlanta to Turkey? Yeah. Turkish Airlines? And then I got on another plane from Turkey to Berlin. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Turkey, Turkey's like, what, five hours past Germany? Nah, uh, well, I mean, it's about, yeah, a little bit. Because it's. It's like right below Germany. Oh, it's south of Germany? Yeah. It's like it's, southeast? Yeah, it's like part of the Mediterranean. Oh, okay. So, two hours in, I'm eating my Turkish meal. Um, we're over the Atlantic Ocean, and we've hit turbulence. My first time experiencing turbulence. And um, I enjoyed my meal in my stomach for about an hour until the rough turbulence forced me to vomit on myself. <laughs> I cleaned myself up and fell asleep. When I woke up, the barf had dried up, and we were flying over Dublin. Now, looking back on this, <clears throat> I know for a fact it was some chunky vomit. I mean, it was chunky. You know, it had not digested or anything. And uh, I mean, how, how long was the turbulence? So, you, were you eating the meal during turbulence, or did you ate it, and then you started turbulence? No, I ate it. Like, I swallowed that stuff. I just ate it fast. I was starving. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, an hour later, you know, we start hitting a bump in the road, or a bump in the air, and, um, yeah, I puked all over myself, and, uh, I'm reaching for this big water bottle that I got, I'm trying to puke in it, um, <laughs> the first volley landed on myself, the second volley, I made about half of that into the water bottle, <laughs> and, uh, this guy to my right was, like, throwing paper at me. And uh, I was like, oh, thanks, man. I'm just going to use this. I'm going to scrape off, you know, all this <laughs> stuff on me. Um, and then I come to find out those were barf bags. So I guess that's one way to use it. But, yeah, I woke up, and I'm pretty sure the flight attendant had cleaned me, you know, vacuumed me, whatever. I wake up, and I'm dry, and, you know, it's like I didn't throw up on myself. Um, that's, some, uh, that's some good service right there. It really was. I mean, you gotta got to give him some credit. Um, but yeah, we land in the air, uh, we land in Istanbul. I wanted to call Brandon or my dad, but you know there was no such thing as free Wi-Fi in Turkey. Yeah, and granted, I'm in Berlin by now. Yeah, I'm driving around the country in a smart car by myself. Can't get in contact with August. Haven't heard from him in ten hours. I don't know if he's dead, alive in Turkey. If he's still in Atlanta. If he's wandering around the airport somewhere, already at the Airbnb. I had no clue. 
So I just had to wait at the airport the entire time for him. But yeah, I mean, it was hell at Istanbul. You know, it's just a lot of confusion for uh, a white boy that's all alone in a foreign country. Nobody wants to help white people, I guess. They're just like, they knew that I was deaf, probably. <laughs> they probably took one uh, listen. Like They probably heard the first word out of my mouth was like, this guy, he's a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. Wherever he ends up, he ends up. Um, I just kept my fingers crossed. I was just hoping that Brandon was on the other side of the Mediterranean in Germany waiting for me. So that was the end of that entry. So compared to flying to Mexico, how would you compare your flight to Turkey to Germany? Was Mexico just a breeze? Uh, <clears throat> you know, for some reason, we always get this bright idea that we need to stay up all night. <laughs> Sometimes before we even go on vacation. And uh, that usually screws me over uh, on trips. Like, I'm just, like, dog-tired coming back. I think, hands down, Germany was way worse of, like, the travel. Like, it was just terrible. Well, I guess it's probably because you're going across half the globe. But we did actually sleep over there in Germany, unlike Mexico. I think we only slept maybe... Two nights out of the entire time we were there. In Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't sleep that much. Sleep was not an option. Oh, did you get uh, targeted as a terrorist like you did in Mexico on the way to Germany? You know, I did not. When I walked through, I don't know, maybe the titanium wasn't life enough, but when I went to Mexico, they were patting me down left and right yeah. and making me take off my clothes and, you know. I, I, I go straight through security and I turn around and wait for August. They're putting him through the... The, giving him the special wand, put him in the special machine, and then I see his bag uh, come out of the conveyor belt, and this lady's like opening it, and she's like, "Whose bag is this? Whose bag?" <laughs> and Arch is just standing over there, just looking around. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh God, what did he forget in his bag? Please don't tell me there's like a knife or a gun in there." What were they? They were bitching about. Uh, no, they confiscated my uh, shampoo. I didn't know that there was like a like. I knew you weren't allowed to bring aerosol, like a big can of shaving cream. So that's why I'm. Or, like, even um, shampoo. Like, I didn't know there was, like, a volume limit. Like, it's not pressurized, so who cares, you know? Well, I think they're worried about you putting something else in there. Like, hiding it inside the shampoo. Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> Would you think they'd be able to see through the shampoo bottle? Who knows? Uh, yeah, they took my shampoo. They might be worried about, like, a Con Air situation. What you happened know, in Con Air? When he, he's got that little bottle of uh, gas or whatever, and he's got a match, and he... He lights that dude beside him on fire to get the plane to land. Huh. Wait, was that? That might have been on the bus. No, I think that was in the air. I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I've never seen Con Air all the way through. It's got Nicolas Cage in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it had, it had to be. Yeah, it was on the, on the plane because that's how they got the guards to come out and then they stabbed them. I don't know. One thing about Berlin that was, I would say, better or more convenient than Mexico was like, Pretty much everyone there that was willing to talk to us spoke English. Yeah, I mean, we were in Germany for like a day and a half, and we we hadn't seen one German. Well, we saw them. They just didn't talk to us. <laughs> Remember they said yeah. they were cranky people over there because they yeah. didn't have any... They get like three days of sun out of the year or something. I mean, yeah, crazy. losing two world wars. I mean, somebody's going to be Oh, and two. They're still salty about it. <laughs> Fuck those Americans. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Germany was... I had more fun in Germany... Than I did in Mexico. I mean, it was, well, it was really like a different kind of fun, you know, like 
Germany was like one of the coldest times of my life. I was so unprepared for the weather. Like, I mean, it was April when we went. I figured it would be, you know, 50 degrees, kind of chilly. No, it was... It was, like, was colder and shit. It was like in the teens the entire time, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it snowed like the first day there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just cold all the time. I don't remember it snowing. It snowed. I just remember that day, we. it was like the first day we woke up. Uh, and I was like, come on, Brandon, like, get up out of bed. You're, I know you're hungover, but we are in a foreign country. We need to go see this place. <laughs> Is that... Is that when I was uh, laying on the bed and you went and took a shower and you gave me a water bottle? Yeah, and you came back out and the entire liter of water was just spilled on the bed. Yeah, Brandon's just sitting on a, in a pool of water on the only mattress that we have. Because yeah. um, we shared a mattress in the cubicle of a Airbnb. What, the couch wasn't a pull-out couch, was it? Uh, I can't remember. I know we had one mattress, and I was like, alright, man, let's build a divider between us. Yeah. Um, I remember the... Uh, because it was in, like, some dude's apartment, right? Yeah, I don't know. What's that? They got weird things on it. It was like we had our own courtyard, and uh, we had our own room, and we had to share, um, like, a kitchen with, like, other people staying in we different had, rooms. We had to share the bathroom with them, too, didn't we? Yeah, and the bathroom. So it was, it was kind of like a hostel, I guess. Yeah, after we had just watched that movie, too. Yeah. Thanks, Brandy. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the first day we were there, you know, I'm trying to get Brandon up. He hung over because we drank a lot the night that we got there. You know, Brandon was just tore up. Like, I have never seen this man so hungover in my life. You know, and I guess the reason for that is because Brandon was like, what, 18, 19 when you went? Uh, yeah, I guess. So you couldn't. 19. Yeah, you couldn't legally drink in the United States. So he went ball to the wall in Germany. But, yeah, the first day we did a lot of sightseeing and uh, Jason Bailey was pissed at us because Brandon couldn't talk on the air because he was too hungover. Yeah. And, um... Always kept waking me up. He was like, the station's calling, the station's calling. I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> I can't talk right now. And no. he told me, he's like, if you don't answer this next time, just don't just don't worry about coming back. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, we had a great time. That was just an awesome trip. I would recommend, I would love to go back there and the, do it all again. I think the weirdest thing was after we woke up that morning, we walked around the corner and August orders me a, what was it, meat on a piece of bread? I felt yeah. like I was a Viking or I was coming over on the Mayflower. <laughs> what is yeah, this? I was always trying to, you know, try some new kind of food. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, same old ingredients, just a different little layout. I'm sure Brandon will eat this. Then we had, after that, we had like a two-mile walk to the car where we left it at the, the bar the night before. And I was like, all right, August, you're going to drive, right? I was like, yeah, I'll drive. I get in the car, passenger seat, lean the seat back, close my eyes. August's like, Brandon, I can't drive. I was like, what? What do you mean you can't drive? He's like, it's a manual. I don't know how to drive it. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've driven a few manuals, and I'd be willing to try it if I... You know, within the United States where I know the traffic laws and all that, but there ain't no way in hell I'm about to learn how to drive a manual in a foreign country where all the police officers, you know, carry machine gun. And, uh, I mean, that was like my first, that was my first time driving a manual that long. Like, I drove one at work before, um, but I never, 
Especially not through a foreign country. But you, yeah, me and you never driven a manual daily. Yeah, not daily. Yeah. I just, I mean, we got there. I was like, well, I can't sit at the airport for 10 hours. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the Airbnb. And I tried to get the Airbnb after I got the rental car. Cheapest one. It was pretty cheap. It was like uh, 180 euros for yeah, like five days or yeah. four days. Something like Smoking that. deal. It was a smart car. Topped out at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. But yeah, I drove to the Airbnb. And August had all the information, and the guy he sent me a screenshot of the guy's name and the address, probably. yeah, and the address. But when I go up to the apartment thing to buzz in to try to get in the building, none of those names are matching what August sent me. And then I'm just sitting in the car for like two hours listening to music with it running, and then this angry German guy from across the street walks over, taps on my window. He starts yelling at me. I'm like staring at him because obviously I don't speak German. He's like, "You speak as a Deutsch." I like, no, no, I'm I'm American. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's just yelling at me because I'm got the car just idling. Apparently they're very eco friendly over there. Yeah, which surprised me because for how grumpy they are, you think they wouldn't give a damn. But they're very concerned about fossil fuels. Apparently, yeah. I mean, you know, like there's almost no reason for if you were homeless. There's no reason for you to go hungry because there's all kinds of little odd jobs that a homeless man can do to put food in his belly. For starters, uh, there's a lot of alcoholics in Germany, and these alcoholics, kind of like the alcoholics we have here, they like to litter and leave uh, their glass bottles everywhere. And um, so it's kind of like normal for people to drink a bottle of Coke or a bottle of Jameson or what do they drink? Jägermeister. And leave it on like a, leave it on the sidewalk. Yeah, or a windowsill or something. Yeah, and then all these homeless people will walk and they'll collect bottles and there's a machine that they can dump them in and it spits out money for them. So, you know, hey, keep the streets clean and, you know, help out the homeless. Speaking of drunks on the street, that's like encouraged over there. For kids Why? to drink on the street. You remember that? All the people, all the groups of kids, like, they don't go to, like, parties or house parties or stuff. They just walk down the street drinking their beer and their liquor. So, I guess it's the discouraged drinking and driving. I mean, I never heard it that way. You don't remember uh, Paulina telling us that? Uh-uh. I don't remember that. It's co- yeah, because we were walking somewhere, and we saw a group of kids just drinking. Um, and they were, like, high school kids. And we asked her. or Maybe it wasn't her. We might've, it might have been Leon. Well, the drinking age is 16. So, yeah, technically, yeah, they're high school kids. Yeah, but I'm saying, I guess I guess they don't. I guess they want to give the kids a place to drink. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're at a house party, you got to get to the house party somehow. And then you got to leave. But if you're just walking on the street, you know, you can walk back home drunk. Yeah, true. I mean, you can go into McDonald's in Germany and get a... Big Mac, I don't know if they sell, do they sell Big Mac Yeah, they there? sell Big Mac. You can get a Big Mac, and then on your way out, in the same building, you can buy liquor. I'm talking Jägermeister, big and small. Vodka, big and small. Whiskey, bourbon. Small bottles, big bottles. I mean, there was no reason for an alcoholic to, you know, go dry. <laughs> encourage alcoholism over there they you know do. that one thing about the mcdonald's though is i didn't think mcdonald's could be any shittier but the german mcdonald's was actually shittier than <laughs> in america maybe it was just because it was in the mall yeah oh yeah uh, tell them you gotta tell them the story about us and our parking okay yeah so it's like we went to this outdoor mall area and all like most of the roads over there are like cobblestone 
And I guess it was kind of like an Atlantic station. It's a like an outdoor mall in Atlanta. Um, and we're just like driving along this road. We take a right. There's like no cars anywhere. And I see a police car. I'm like, oh, we can park right here. That's that's cool. We park there. We go inside. <laughs> we park right behind the police officer. Like, okay, you know, we're doing exactly like the cops would. So, you know, no biggie, you know, no harm, no foul. And then we go into the mall. August is going to get a kebab. I was like, dude, I'm just going to try the McDonald's here, see how that goes. And then as we're leaving, we go back to the car, and I see this cop behind us. I was like, August, August, there's a cop behind us writing a ticket. And I was like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> I was like, Brandon, just uh, pull forward, you know, see, see what he does. I was like, I think, let's just pretend we don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> we start driving, and this man is just flailing his arms behind me. And I'm like looking at him in the uh, side mirror, and then as soon as I look up, there's another cop with a like an MP5 submachine gun just standing right there, like saying "Stop, stop!" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so then they're just they both they swarmed one, up. Yeah, one's coming from the back, one from the front, and then two from the side. Yeah, and then they're asking us what what the hell we're doing. I was like, "Oh, we're just trying to get out of here." They're like, "This is the middle of the mall." Well, obviously they didn't say it like that. They said it, you know, in German first, and then yeah. they tried to explain it to us in broken English that we're driving through the middle of the mall. And he's asking me, he's like, have you had anything to drink today or smoke? I was like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so then uh, he gives us a ticket, and we're trying to turn around. And the man makes us back all the way up out of the fucking road onto the main street. I'm like, dude, you're going to get us in a fucking wreck trying to do this. Can I not just turn around right here in the road? But they were, like, blocking it off. And that was probably the closest we came to being shot by a cop there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or shot by a cop in general. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty friendly with the cops here in Georgia. Yeah, man, that was a lot of firsts, you know. First time on a plane for me, first time throwing up on a plane, first time getting a tattoo. Um And yeah, then you spent like your last eighty Euros? Yeah, I spent like it was like eighty Euros trying to get my first tattoo and then I had money left over because we did go uh and drive to the northernmost part of Germany to the Baltic Sea. Yeah, not a lot of people up there spoke English. No, they were, you know, strictly just German. I mean, it was pretty cool seeing the Baltic Sea. Like, I felt like I was in Hansel and Gretel. Because, like, there was this national park that we had to walk through to get to the beach. And when we get to the beach, I'm telling you, the wind could have carried us away. Oh, yeah, we're, like, leaning forward at, like, a 30-degree angle. Just I mean, it was so windy, and the sand that's being picked up from the beach and just pelting us in the face. It's like you're in a sand blaster. And, um, but the the coolest thing about this beach was we walk up on the beach, and there's a bunch of uh, campers and surfboards stuck in the sand, and it looks um, kind of eerie because, I mean, it's like an abandoned... Um, Abandoned, like, trailer park community. Like, nobody's around. It's freaking cold. I don't know. I, I don't think it was abandoned. I think that was just probably the off-season. Because I yeah. think people probably rent those out during during the uh Yeah, I mean, months. that's what we've learned later. But, I mean, it was eerie. Because there was it, nobody on the beach but us. There was hardly anyone in the park. No. Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, it was partly because of the weather. It was so cold. Oh, yeah, it was freezing. We didn't even pay for parking. We just used one of our old parking tickets and put yeah, it on the dash. We probably racked up about four good parking tickets. And then we started reusing them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we figured, you know, if you put a parking ticket in the window, the next cop would be like, okay, he's already been tagged. Move on. But no, he uh, they stacked those things up. 
Well, we didn't start doing it until we got like the fifth one, I think. Fourth or fifth one. Yeah. And that, that one we got in the mail was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, when we got back home? Yeah, when we got went through that um that camera yeah. speed trap. Yeah. We, just, we were just driving along, but I was just like, holy shit. I was like, Ari, did you see a flash? Ari's like, I don't know. I, I look in my rear view, and it's got a camera pointing right at us. I was like, yep, that was a flash. We're, uh, they got us. <laughs> yeah. We all in all, Germany was a great time. You know, I'm surprised we made it out pretty unscathed, except for all the parking tickets. Yeah, we had every reason to not return. Like, we put ourselves in a lot of danger um, for two Americans who've never been out of the country. Yeah. Don't speak any other language except for Southern English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, just, we were just there living it up. So, I want to go to Amsterdam next, but aren't they having, like, some kind of, like, a civil war or there's... Something going on over there? I thought I, they were thought they were in the news for like lots of stabbings or something. I think you're talking about the United Kingdom. Well, I know they've been having lots of bombs and stabbings, but I thought Amsterdam there was some something going on over there. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, I would like to go. I'll be down to go to Amsterdam. I would really like to go to um like Holland. I want to I want to go somewhere where our money's worth more than theirs. Because when we went, we got. For one dollar, we got eighty six cents in euros. Yeah, and that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was all right. I, I mean, I would I went to the Deutsche Bank, gave them five hundred bucks. They gave me about four hundred and forty dollars back. I mean, or four hundred and forty euros. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, yeah, it was obviously their money worth more than ours. But I mean, that still was great for our wallet. I, we probably spent no more than five hundred bucks for whatever while we were in Mexico, don't you think? In Mexico or Berlin? Mexico. Um, well, I know in Berlin, we spent I spent about 500 bucks total, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I spent 600. It was about 100 a day. Yeah. Um, Mexico, though. It was cheap. Yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly how much I spent there. It's just like, it's crazy the difference in uh, one side of the world and the other. I mean, yeah. I know it's on our side, Mexico is, but just you just can't believe that people live in like freezing cold and cloudy every day all yeah you got to give it to uh the homeless people in mexico though i mean they will they will try to do anything they can to sell you something or you know right out there making an effort and you know here in the united states we just got some lazy homeless people i don't what homeless people were trying to sell us stuff Dude, everywhere i mean you couldn't walk you couldn't go eat at a restaurant without a three-year-old trying to sell you some bracelet oh you think those people were homeless well i mean they were poor i mean they were itching for a dime oh sorry i was just looking at that squirrel back there on that power pole oh he's gone now oh yeah he's about to get it but i had a pretty good meal in germany it was like two fourth medallions with green bean and uh, that was a pretty darn good meal i like the kebabs or yeah. donor, donor kebabs. Yeah, donor kebabs. Oh my god! What, you, was that if, lamb? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a euro, but twice as big. And I mean, I don't know if I would say better, but I mean, it's almost as good. It was, it was very good. I ate about four of those while I was in country. I like donors, donor kebabs better than euros because of they what they put uh. They put some kind of sauce, different sauce on there, and then they put a, 
a lot more different vegetables on there. Yeah, a lot more vegetables than the donut kebab, but... Um, oh, that was sketchy. That one night we left the hotel at like 12 o'clock and was walking down the street to go all the way to that donor kebab place at like 2 in the morning. Oh, gosh. And then those, those when we were leaving, those people were like yelling at us out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could have easily been a drive-by. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that wraps it up for episode two of the Clueless 2 podcast. Be sure to check out episode one if you haven't heard it. Um, and we're also going to be having some two peers on. I know some of you already messaged me about being on, and uh, we'll definitely get to you first. We'll probably be doing it on Zoom and Clean Feed, probably starting next week. So on the third episode, we'll have one of you two peers. But yeah, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. If you like what you're hearing, keep subscribing. If you got any ideas, just want to say something, shoot one of us a message. Um, like I said, we'll be getting some of y'all on starting on episode three. Ari, right, is there anything else you want to say? Everybody, it is the Clueless 2 History Month. Wait, what? Celebrate your Clueless history. Where'd you, where'd you read that at? Nowhere. Oh, you're just making it up? Yeah. This might, making it up. This might be a bad month to do so. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Celebrate. Oh, I mean, never mind. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs>